Welcome to the Caribbean Astrology Podcast. Don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. How was your day? I hope it was well. Mine's was. I got to speak to Auntie today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Auntie was Auntieing again. And, uh, Gotta love aunties. Gotta love aunties. (laughs) So I spent my day relaxing and did some light cleaning and a couple of things I needed to do on my laptop. And I was supposed to make my way out to my fantastic store, Family Dollar, but that's not what I did. I ended up watching TV. Then I somehow fell asleep. And now I'm looking at Wild and Out. I like this show. (laughs) I had made some barbecue chicken, macaroni and cheese, and corn. And let me tell you what I did to the barbecue sauce. I got the sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. I put some vinegar in it and a spoonful of honey and stirred that on around honey. And once my chicken was done baking, I put that barbecue sauce on it and it was amazing. So try that recipe and see if you like it with the barbecue sauce. Sweet baby rays, vinegar, and a spoonful of honey. I enjoyed that barbecue chicken. I really did. So that was the gist of my day for the most part. Um, Other than that, I didn't do much, even though that was a lot for me to do. So DeSantis is over there doing the most, passed the bill, well, the second bill, because we all know what he did with over there in Florida with his cuckoo for Cocoa Puff South. Want to say slavery taught the slaves life skills and Kamala Harris came out and said what she had to say and said, I won't stand for it. We won't stand for it. I said, go ahead, future president of the United States of America. Uh-huh. You guys will see that Kamala will be president. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see how people respond to that. First of all, that she's a woman, and secondly, that she's a black woman. I'm going to be all over the internet. Be all over the internet seeing what people got to say about Kamala being president. Then I want to see what they do when, or what they have to say rather, when she begins to implement laws that will expound on feminism. 
There's something interesting that I've learned over the last few weeks about feminism. That for some men, feminism means anti-men. And it does not. In my own personal opinion, feminism allows a woman to think and act accordingly. It promotes a woman's well-being and consciousness. But I think the reason why the facially challenged men deem feminism as demonic is because they can no longer view women as property to use for their benefit. And they don't like that. They've gotten accustomed to a society that created laws that basically gave them women. And they're having a hard time accepting that that day or that era has ended. Honey, they are fighting for their lives and crying and sliding down walls. And I just bless God that I do not live in an area where these type of hobosexuals live. I am so glad. The more women become conscious, the more women are going to start to ask themselves questions that they've never asked themselves before. Are they going to have something to judge their questions against? I'm going to say, wait a minute, this shit is a farce. How is this benefiting me? How is this helping me? I'm going to head out. I said this before and I'll say it again. We're going to see much like in 2020 where they had the great resignation. We're going to see something like the great divorce or something like that. With the South Node being in Libra, symbolizing women, and the North Node being in Mars, symbolizing patriarchy. And in 2024, when Pluto goes back into Aquarius, and it'll be there for about 20 years, we're going to see more and more women just simply living their lives. And it won't have anything to do with a man. And this is going to cause a lot of these encelic imbeciles to have to 
sit back and take a look at themselves. And they're going to have to decide what they're going to do. The more they double down on their stance, the further left behind they'll be. They're causing so much damage along the way to themselves that they're not going to recognize or realize, rather, the damage they have caused to themselves until Kamala becomes president. Not just when Kamala becomes president, but when she implement laws by executive orders that will promote the well-being of women. Patriarchy depended on women being dumbed down, blind, ignorant, uneducated. ashamed and fearful. But once women begin to realize that with the spiritual awakening, that came when planets were in transit, right? Mass awakening. But once women begin to realize, wait a minute, I'm married And I have these three children. The husband is in the house. But all of the work is on me. So I have to work eight to nine hours a day, tend to the needs of the children and and school and school supplies and dinners and lunches and breakfast and laundry and house cleaning and the family pet and organizing and doctor's appointments and ballerina and football practice and and all the man is doing is going to work and putting his feet up on the ottoman then i gotta do all of that and still keep myself in somewhat good shape and have sex with him whenever he wants to have sex Now, how the hell is this helping me? The younger millennials and the Gen Zs are not trying to hear marriage and children at all whatsoever. And they don't want anything to do with older men. And older men are used to praying and being predators when it comes to young girls in their late teens and early 20s.
So women are not interested in no patriarchy at all whatsoever. And the women that have been getting a divorce have been saying they have a peace of mind, there's less work, they're less stressed, they're less depressed, the house stays clean, food lasts longer, electric bill decreased, and they wouldn't have it any other way. And there's women coming out, you know, in their 50s and saying, I decided to not have ch children when I was a child and I lived my life not having children. I never got married and I travel and I'm educated. I have my own money and I could do whatever it is that I want to do. I didn't miss anything at all. And the women that are deciding whether to get married or not and to or to have children or not are listening to them and they're wearing their options. And it looks like they're leaning towards, no thank you. But my opinion will always be the same. I would tell a young lady, you need to educate yourself, have financial literacy, Learn financial literacy, have your own money, go to college overseas, travel a bit, go to different states, learn another language or two or three, protect your womb, take care of your skin. And when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, if you choose by then, to decide to think about it, then that's what you do. But don't have kids in your 20s. That would be my advice. And I will also tell them to go and talk to the mothers who had already done it and ask them what their experiences are when you make a decision from there. I wouldn't tell anybody not to or to do it, but I would tell them what to do in their late teens throughout their 20s and, and and it wouldn't be focus on a man it wouldn't it wouldn't but i think that what's bothering these men are excuse me is that the fact that a woman's autonomy is a threat to them because they can no longer use women for what they want. They can't lie and manipulate and deceive and trick women into giving them what it is that they want. They can't do it anymore. And when a woman's world is not revolved around a man, the man has a problem with that. And women are, more and more younger women are recognizing that yeah, this guy is talking to me, but there's a better man over there. And these men know that there's better men than them. And they don't like competition and they don't like threats. It's a bruise to their ego. So they want the woman to be dumb so that he can control her mind so that she doesn't compare 
him to a man that he already knows is a better man than him. He doesn't want that. A woman's autonomy is a threat to a man's survival only when he does not want to change his ways. So what it really boils down to is this. Will a man go through a death of his ego? Will he sacrifice his ego in order for him to not be left behind single, lonely, and sexless? Will his pride allow him to sacrifice his ego for himself? And I say that they won't because it's going to hurt them too much. A man can't take heartbreak. They expect women to take heartbreak over and over and over and over and over again. But for them, they, they don't even want one heartbreak. And after they have one heartbreak, they don't want to experience that again. So this is what we're going to see with this North Node in Libra. This North Node in Libra, which is going to last 18 months, meaning it's going to go into 2024. And in 2024, we're going to have that Pluto in Aquarius. It's just going to be more women saying, I'm done. I don't want anybody, period. And they're going to be focusing on their self-control. So no matter what laws they try to put in place, they can't force a woman to be with a man. And Kamala is not going to put any laws in place that will give men women. She's not doing that. So I just have a little bit of empathy because when there's no love on the earth, then what do you have? What happens to the planet? When women remove their love, what happens to the planet? Women are okay. Some women are okay with being sexless. I saw a woman say she ain't have sex in a decade. I remember meeting a woman that didn't have sex in three decades. Didn't bother them at all whatsoever. There's some people who have that type of self-control. So women will be fine without having sex. But what will men do when they're no longer getting any poom poom? They're going to go crazy. They're going to literally lose their minds all over Pum Pum.
they rather go down that path as opposed to just basically getting with the, the era and the sign at a time. They're going to have to accept that they are not the person that they thought that they were. Child. So moving right along, while I was folding up my little clothes, honey, my laundry, I thought, let me go on the Clubber House and listen and see what's going on. Let me see if there's some news up there, something about investing. Let me see what's going on. I went on and then I saw Sun. Now, for those of you that tapped into my last podcast, y'all heard me talk about the story of Son, right? So he was on there, and I said, well, let me see what he got to say. So I'm listening in, and the guy that had his back a couple of days prior was talking. And when the man was talking, he just burst out in tongues. He started speaking in tongues. I said, uh oh, uh oh. Ooh. 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 That's righteous indignation. How many people? It was a couple of hundred people in that clubhouse room. And the man bust out and started speaking in tongues in front of hundreds of people. You gotta understand when righteous indignation rests on a person, that's God saying, I am mad. God see everything that the people is doing to son. And God is not going to let that go at all whatsoever. Son is protected by God. And they keep trying to destroy him, but they can't. They'll never win. They will never win. So he got done speaking in tongues. He said what he had to say. And then son talked and he gave his version of what had transpired. And it sounded like it was a misunderstanding and a couple of lies thrown in there according to what he was saying. So there was never, at least on his end, there was never $150,000 that was stolen. And that wouldn't even make sense anyway, because the guy is a multimillionaire. Why would he need to steal $150,000? 
And according to him, a lot of what was going on, he didn't even know about. But here is the real tea. A couple of days prior when I was sitting on Clubhouse listening to everything that was going on, what old buddy was saying, what he was saying, apparently son was listening into. And I say that because he was saying things that was verbatim of what happened on Clubhouse a couple of days prior. You would only have that type of detail if he was there. I don't know how many people caught that, but I sure did. So he said what he needed to say. He let everybody know that he don't have no problems with nobody on the app. And that he was glad about everything that had transpired because it got to show him who was a friend and who wasn't, who was a snake and who wasn't. And he said something very profound. And I said this on my previous podcast, right? He said, these people that I thought were my friends for the last three years were not my friend. They were smiling and kikiing and sitting on my stage and getting a green bean from me and being modded up. When behind my back, they secretly wanted to see my downfall. They only wanted to speak to me and be friends with me for proximity, what they can get just from being in proximity to me. That was a man that had been sitting on clubhouse in these rooms, listening, which took a lot of self-control to not say anything at all, but he was listening and thinking about things and going over things in his mind and deciding what he was going to do moving forward. And this is why I say, when it comes to old girl that met him, when him and his wife were separated and she fumbled, that's why I say, had it had been me, I wouldn't allow no female to come around because there is secret competition over a man. These people are not loyal and they're not friends. And there's a bigger picture attached to it, which like I said, is gonna tie into the social credit system and people are going to get rewarded for snitching. If they're janky now, what you think they're going to do for some more credits or some money with the social credit system? So 
So at the end of it all, and I keep thinking, when they come out, I think God going to get this guy. I got this guy in my mind. And I think that he's the culprit behind it all. I think that he's behind the, behind the scenes like a little puppet master pulling strings and planting seeds and trying to sabotage son. And I think God is going to get this man. I'm not going to say his name now. But if I ever hear about it happening, I'm definitely going to say his name. And I'm going to recap the entire story. Why? Because I'm nosy. I think this man is sabotaging son because he sees that son is going to win. And for some odd reason, he thinks he's going to lose if son wins, which is not true. There's enough to go around for everybody. At least for now, there's no scarcity. I don't think I'm going to let that man slide at all. At all. I'm just going to watch. So, I'm glad he discovered like the root cause of everything that he's going through. Glad to see that he came out on top. Uh, he ended up how smart he is, right? And I always talk about turning a bad situation into a, uh, excuse me, into a positive. Like the situation with Stormy Wellington and her boyfriend and the situation with Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy, right? And even with um, the millennial lady, I talked about turning a negative pos um, a negative situation into a positive. So this guy did just that. Son, he did just that. Turned the negative situation into a positive. So while he was listening in and thinking things through and deciding what he was going to do, he decided to create, to use it to create another source of income for himself. <laughs> and he linked up with another woman. Who's a rich chick. I don't say that he was smart because she's rich. I say that he was smart because he knows the power of women. And when you link up with feminine energy, divine feminine energy, your life flourishes. So he's smart. He's one of the guys that will not be left behind. He doesn't have an issue with a woman's autonomy. 
<laughs> I knew he didn't have an issue with the woman's autonomy from when he was talking to old girl. Because he really would have uh, assisted her with being more independent and not codependent. And another interesting thing that I noticed, two more interesting things. I'm going to go over some notes that I took from the transiting chart. The first thing that I noticed was the man that started speaking in tongues. He said, if I, if I come on Clubhouse and any of y'all are talking about my man's I'm going to boom the room. I'm going to go and find somebody that got a green bean. And I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to have your room boom. Y'all not going to have the conversation. And what's interesting to me is that because he thought about it himself and he knew that they wasn't loyal, they're not really friends. So he knew that he could just talk to somebody who had the power to shut the room down, to shut the room down. He's gonna use their own janky ways of disloyalty against them. If that's not the art of war to protect his friend, I don't know what is. The strategy was the art of war. I'm not even mad at him. I would love to have a friend like that. The second thing I noticed was, was when Son had talked about how he had the phone number and the email address of the two men that created Clubhouse. And this is what I'm saying, that people will meet each other and have each other's phone numbers and They just do the jankiest things. They're not friends. They're not. I think friends is too strong of a word. How do you know somebody three years, five years, seven years, and you're not, you're hanging out with them and all sort of things. Are you, that's because you was in secret competition from the beginning. So he mentioned how he had their numbers and email addresses and how he sent them an email because they had shut down his account on Clubhouse. Now, I was saying to myself, now, if you two men know who he is because y'all have his phone number and his email address, why did you just automatically shut it down instead of, either sending him a text, calling him, or sending him an email and saying, what's going on? You didn't do that. So that lets me know, or he should recognize that even though they have this type of communication with each other, you know, that at the end of the day, 
they'll believe somebody else before they believe him. That should show him a lot. So those were the two things that I noticed with that situation. So at the end of it all, what I take from that lesson is that no matter how long you know somebody, they could be there a whole decade and be hoping, wishing, praying for your downfall the entire time. So let's get into a little bit of astrology because I saw some something quite interesting when I was looking at it. So I'm not going to go into the aspects or degrees or anything like that. I'm just going to go over the basics of what I saw. And I've got how many pages? Two pages front and back of notes. I'm not going to give all of it, but I will share what is important so this is in reference to 2024 when pluto goes into aquarius and what i'm mostly focusing on is the first house the house of self the fifth house which is children and dating and the seventh house which is relationships partnerships marriage and even parents I saw some things concerning mommy and daddy when it comes to the seventh house. So it looked to me that the next 20 years from 2024 to 2044, that can either be a slow drag or a quick change, however you want to do it. A slow drag or a quick change. The other thing that I saw which was quite prevalent was it's not them, it's you. Literally. You can't deflect on other people. You can't blame other people. You can't look for somebody else to be responsible or accountable. You're going to have to take accountability for this stuff yourself. And the third thing that I saw was reciprocity. Which is why I talked about autonomy in the beginning of this podcast. A woman's autonomy. So when it comes to a slow drag or a quick change, this is referring to, of course, changing and doing what it is that you need to do to fulfill your purpose in your North Node. And in the process of that, there's going to be some oppositions and some heated fights. 
You can be stressed out or you could turn that negative into a positive. You have free will to choose what it is that you want to do. When it comes to it's not them, it's you. You're going to go through lessons of deflection, how you deflect. You're going to learn about your attachment style, your wounds of rejection, excuse me, your wounds of rejection, and your abandonment issues. The collective is going to go through 20 years of releasing codependency. When it comes to relationships of any sort, your mother, especially the mother and the father, there's a lot that's going to come up about yourself and how you interact in your relationships due to what you were taught from your parents, whether it was directly or inadvertently. You're going to go through power struggles. You're going to go through remembering being bullied and how you respond to that. For those of you that have children, especially if they're teenagers, there's going to be power struggles in the house. And you're going to start to see your very own parenting skills. And you're going to have to reevaluate how you parent. And you're going to be reminded of how your parents had parented you. And you're going to have to change. Twenty years of Pluto being in Aquarius is going to teach the collective to stop going against yourself. To think and act accordingly to what is in your best interest when it comes to relationships, marriages, again, the mother and the father. You're going to have to face your fears and face your traumas, face some hard truths with no excuses because Pluto is a planet of no excuses. Pluto is going to bring the most powerful self-actualization and personal development that has ever been seen before. You're either going to take that quick change or you're going to go through a slow drag. When it comes to these houses, one, five, and seven, especially seven right now, there's going to be a lot of things coming up with civil court, child support, contracts, leases, some karma, 
all of that is going to come up some suppressed emotions things that you emotions and feelings that you didn't even know were there burdens are going to come up for you to release things that were kept hidden will be revealed the collective will be soul searching daddy wounds will be ignited like nobody's business during pluto in aquarius but pluto will not allow the person to blame someone else it's not them it's you pluto is not going to allow the collective to blame someone else for how you feel to the other page double page one you're gonna have to learn what your triggers are and you're gonna have to face them and the purpose is for self-control and self-mastery You're going to have to address your mommy traumas that's going to come up. Again, children are going to trigger the parents. And you're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, you're going to be reminded of your own childhood trauma. Parents are going to have to begin to say no to these children and to Learn to not be manipulated by your children. The collective is going to go through a push to do things that was missed out on. Those things that you have regret about not doing. Those opportunities that you have and regret not taking them. The collective is going to be feel a push to do those things that were missed out on. There will be a breaking of pride over this Pluto transit. Those things where people said yes with their mouth, but no with their heart, Pluto was going to break that. Liars are going to be forced to stop lying. For those of you that like to get an itchy, itchy, ya, 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 right? You like to have the unprotected sex and you meet up with people and you do all of these things, you know? Pluto in Aquarius is irreversible sexual diseases. Let me say it again. For those of you that like to be on the dating websites and you link up and you have unprotected sex with a complete stranger, Pluto in Aquarius is irreversible sexual diseases.
the collective is going to have to change the way that they respond and change the way that they show up, not just for yourself, but for others. The collective is really going to learn a new lesson about how to honor yourself first. You're going to learn that people will love you the way that they know to love you and not the way that you want them to love you. That includes your parents. Pluto is going to cause you to see who you are versus who you think that you are. If you have Pluto transiting your first house, you are going to learn that you literally control what you attract. Pluto is going to teach people how to be the master of themselves. A slow drag or a quick change. For those of you that have your Pluto transiting your ninth house, you're going to feel the need to travel more. Long distance traveling, traveling to another country. You may even relocate to another country. You're going to learn more about philosophy and understanding how um, excuse me, understanding philosophies of life, different religions, and spiritual beliefs systems, and even uh, your perspective on life itself. Your awareness will expand Pluto ninth house. You're even going to learn about social order that tried to put people on one accord, but it was really a trap. And you're going to bring awareness to that and to end it. Your job is to end what was conventional. So that's, that's the gist of <laughs> what I'm going to share from my notes. Quick recap. Parents, your children are going to be triggering you, power struggles, uh, and triggering your own childhood trauma. You have to reevaluate how you parent your children, and you're going to have to do something different. For those of you that have Pluto in the, those relationship houses, it's not them, it's you. And you're going to have to make some adjustments to yourself. You're going to have to face yourself and face some hard truths about yourself. Pluto, in the first house, you literally attract what you want. 
you may change your hair, you may change how you dress, you may change what you eat, whatever it is that you're doing for yourself, the self-mastery, the self-control, that's what you'll be doing. At the end of the day, it's a slow drag or a quick change. You have free will to choose which way you want to go. For those of you that are still looking for relationships as well, um, I think what I want to say for this Pluto for the next 20 years is you're not going to get who you want. You're going to get who you need. And they're going to hold a mirror up to you. And you'll know what it is that you need to change for yourself. And there's a bigger picture in all of it. The first house, fifth, the seventh, the ninth. There's a bigger picture for all of it. But these are the main themes that I saw so far when I looked at the transiting chart. So for August, I'm going to go into the new moons and the full moons. We have two, I believe, new moons in August and one full moon in August. I'm going to talk about that. And um, I'm going to see what else comes up in the transiting chart. So I thank you guys for spending about one hour with me. I hope that you learned much and that you gleaned much from out of all of this. Get ready for the change. Change is here. Um, we're going to let go of what's old and embrace what is new and <laughs> progress moving forward. Until next time, you guys. Shalom.